Good morning. Today we'll be studying uh, the first chapter of Hilchot Shevitat Asor, and this these set of halachot deal with the ceasing of melacha on Asor or the tenth of Tishri, and the tenth of Tishri is also known as Yom Kippur, and Harambam organizes uh, Yom Kippur across three sets of halachot reflecting the three different aspects of Yom Kippur that we have in the Halakha. The first aspect is the Chot Teshuvah, uh, which we studied uh, a few months ago already. Uh, the second aspect is Shevita, Shevita Asor, ceasing from Melacha, and the three chapters that we'll do uh, in this set of Halakhot will um, obviously uh, talk about that. And the last aspect of Yom Kippur which Harambam will deal with, Bezrat Hashem will get to it, is the Avodah, in Hilchot Avodah Yom Kippurim. And the following set of Halachot, Hilchot Shevitat Asor again, will deal with uh, the ceasing from Melacha on the Asor, the tent of Tishri. Hilchot Shevitat Asor, Yesh Bichlalan Arba Mitzvot. There are four Mitzvot uh, in this set of Halachot. Shetem Mitzvot Aseh, Ushetem Mitzvot Lo Ta'aseh. Vezehu piratan, two positive mitzvot and two negative mitzvot. And the following are their details. Lishbot bomim melacha, to cease from transformation, as we talked about in Hilchot Shabbat. Uh, melacha is a type of prohibited transformation. Bet shelola asot bomelacha, second, uh, to refrain from doing melacha. So you have the positive aspect of uh, ceasing from melacha and the negative aspect of ceasing not to not to do melacha, similar to what we had in Nechot Shabbat. To deprive oneself, and it will be defined uh, in the halachot uh, to come. Ve dalid velishtot not to drink or eat during uh, the Asar. And the clarification and expansion of these mitzvot are in the following uh, chapters. And just a note in regards to the inui, the deprivation of oneself, uh, the, the purpose of the inui is not to afflict uh, purposely and to cause suffering um, for us. Rather, the purpose of the Inui is to detach ourselves from physical delights and comforts and to allow us to reflect on ourselves and our nefesh, which isn't physical, and to motivate us to do teshuvah. Mitzvat ase lishbot mimmelacha be'asol lachodesh ha-shevi'ish ne'ema shabbat shabbaton hulachem. It is a positive instruction to cease from melacha on the 10th day of the 7th month as it says Shabbat Shabbaton Hulachem it is a uh, <coughs> it is a day of ultimate uh, Shabbaton Shabbat of ceasing of stopping Vechol Ha'oseh bo melacha bitel mitzvat ha'aseh ve'avar alot ha'aseh and anyone who did uh, Melacha has failed to perform a mitzvah ta'aseh and has actually 
transgressed a mitzvah lo ta'aseh. As it says, and on the tenth day you shall not do melacha. And what is a person liable for if he does melacha on this day? If he did so willfully, he is hayav karet, as we talked about in Hot Teshuvah. Karet is uh, when a person's nefesh is cut off from Olam Haba. <coughs> and again, this is all assuming if he did not do Teshuvah. If one did so unintentionally, for example, if he forgot that the tenth of that the tenth of Tishri was Yom Kippur, or he didn't know that a certain action uh, is a melacha that is prohibited, um, that's what Shegaga uh, is defined as. Hayav korban hatat He is obligated to bring. He's liable to bring a korban hatat kivua, which is a set korban. Uh, irrelevant of one's financial situation, in contrast to a korban ole veyored as hilchi si bezat Hashem in hilchot shegagot. Bet. Kol melacha shechayavim alzedona b'Shabbat sechila. Now, just a quick um, note. Here, Harambam is going to tell us the difference between uh, Shabbat and Yom Kippur, and this is uh, the last sentence of the halacha is straight out of a Mishnah. Uh, in Masechet Megillah, in the first chapter. <coughs> Any melacha that one would be liable if done willfully on Shabbat, he would be liable sekila. On Yom Kippur, he would be liable for karet. Anything that one would be liable for uh, Bringing a korban hatat on Shabbat, he would be liable to bring a korban hatat on Yom Kippur. Bechol davar she asur laasot be Shabbat, afal pi she eno melacha asur laasoto be Yom Kippurim. And anything that is prohibited midirabanan, as we talked about in Chol Shabbat, when it says asur is asur midirabanan, asoto be Shabbat, afal pi she eno melacha, even if it is not directly a melacha, again midirabanan, asur laasoto be Yom Kippurim. It is prohibited from doing on Yom Kippur. And if he did so, he is lashed uh, for violating uh, something from the sages, as we talked about. Makat Mardut is um, one is uh, brought to the court, and the court determines how many Malkut he gets in contrast to uh, someone that receives uh, that is loke, that uh, is 39 lashes. And so too, anything that is prohibited to be carried on Shabbat is prohibited to carry it on Yom HaKippurim as well. And so too, anything that is uh, prohibited from one to say or to do um, a priori on Yom Kippur, for example, it is a sur to tell a goy to do a melacha for you on Shabbat, it's prohibited to do on Yom HaKippurim as well. Just note, how beautifully Harambam here um, went through all of the different um, situations and qualification and uh, punishments on Shabbat and different dinim on Shabbat. Went through each one one by one uh, and applied it to Yom Kippur. Kelolo Shel and this is again from the 
המשנה על מסכת מגילה, the first chapter of ההלכה ה, כאלו של הדבר, אין בין שבת ליום הכיפורים בעניינים אלו, אלא שזדון מלאכה בשבת בסקילה, וביום הכיפורים בחרת. The rule is on יום כיפור, that there is no difference on שבת for יום כיפור in terms of מלאכה, in terms of things that are prohibited, except that if one does something willfully on שבת, he would be חייב סקילה. And on Yom Kippur, if done willfully, he would be Hayab Karet. And again, uh, there are 39 uh, things that one would be liable Karet for, and doing Melacha on Yom HaKippurim uh, is one of them. Halacha Gimana Harambam is going to give us a um, qualification for what we just said in terms of Melacha. On Yom Kippurim. Vachagim, it is mutar to nakevet hayarak be Yom Kippur, to kanevet hayarak be Yom Kippurim mina min haul nala. Now, it is allowed to do nikuv on a plant on Yom Kippurim from minha onwards, and minha is nine and a half hours into the day. Umau hakinuv sheyasirat ha'alin ha'meupashot v'katzet ha'she'ar v'takinato la'achila. וכן מפצעים באגוזין ומפרידים ברימונים מן המנחה מפני עוגמת נפש. And what is this kinuv that we're referring to? It is when one removes the dried leaves from a fruit or vegetable, which is a surmi darabanan on Shabbat, and to um, cut the rest of the fruit and prepare it to be eaten. This is, would be probably be a melacha of tochen, and yasir te'alin ha'meupashot might be under the melacha of borer, and so too um, to remove the shells of nuts, to crack open certain nuts, mm-hmm. and to open um, pomegranates from, again, from the minha nala, which is nine and a half hours into the day. Uh, this is extremely interesting that. Um, we don't want someone to be preoccupied with food and to be so distracted uh, in terms of um, preparation for food and what a person will, if a person will have something to eat immediately after the fast. So Hamim allowed for uh, one to prepare these types of foods, again, from the minhal onwards, in order for a person to have some food ready immediately after the fast, so he doesn't suffer uh, during the fast and have anguish uh, for in <coughs> to have anguish <coughs> during the fast. However, if Yom Kippur was on Shabbat, it is prohibited to do this kinuv, again, to remove the leaves and to cut uh, and prepare the uh, these types of foods for to be eaten. Um, so too, it is prohibited to crack open nuts and to cut open a pomegranate all day. And however, the Minhag Rambam notes in uh, Babylon and in the uh, countries in the east, probably referring to uh, Africa. North Africa, Morocco, uh, is that they would not do any of these 
three things on uh, Yom Kippur, and they would consider it Yom Kippur Shabbat um, for uh, in every. They would consider Yom Kippur Shabbat, and uh, they would consider sorry, they would consider the they would consider Yom Kippur as Shabbat um, in every aspect, and not um, allow themselves to uh, do one of the melachot uh, things that are assumed to be uh, on Shabbat, on Yom Kippur. Now we're going to speak about the Shevita Me'achila uh, Ushtiya, which is to cease from eating and drinking on Yom Kippur. And to, and we'll see. There are a couple of other items that are prohibited as well that we'll get into in the next few chapters. There is another positive precept on Yom Kippur. And that is to cease from eating and drinking. As it says, to afflict, to deprive one's nefesh, one's self. It was transmitted through the Torah Shabbat. The deprivation for oneself is to fast. And anyone who fasted on Yom Kippur fulfilled a positive precept. Anyone who ate or drank on it failed to perform a mitzvah and actually transgressed a mitzvah. And it says, following the first passage that we said, anyone who does not deprive oneself, uh, will receive karet. Now, after the uh, Torah uh, described the punishment of karet for anyone who did not fast, we learn that there, a, there is a positive command, there is a positive mitzvah um, to uh, not to eat and drink. So we're cautioned uh, from eating and drinking from the mitzvah lotase. And actually, Harambam, in the opening of Sefer HaMitzvot, uh, talks about this uh, mitzvah. And he says, and, and he lays out a principle, en onshin ela imken mazhirin, that we don't punish unless we warn. And only in regards to Pesach and Milah is there karet. Uh, for a mitzvah lotase, and here the karet is on the lotase. Sorry, the only Pesach and Milah there's karet for a mitzvah ase, and here the karet, the karet punishment is in regards to the negative precept. So, despite the fact that there is not a positive precept explicit in the Torah to fast or to not not to drink or not to eat. Because there is a punishment of karet on on anyone who did not um, fast, who did not do this inui, we learn that there has to be a positive mitzvah and warning that en onshin ela imken mazhirin of uh, not eating and not drinking. Halachahe. And 
And so too, we were also taught uh, through the oral tradition. Notice again how Harambam um, copied the language and said, from the previous halakha, <clears throat> that it is prohibited to wash oneself. And we'll see exactly what that means. And all of what these mean in the third, all of what these three, all of what these elements mean uh, in the following chapter in Sorry, not the following chapter, in two chapters, Perikshilishi, prohibited to wash or to anoint oneself with oil uh, or to uh, wear certain types of shoes, leather shoes, in fact, or to have marital relations. And it is a precept to cease from all of these, just as it is, it is, it is a precept from ceasing uh, from eating and drinking. As it says, Shabbat, Shabbaton. As the double language of Shabbat, Shabbat the Inyan Melacha. When the pasuk said Shabbat, the first Shabbat, it is referring to those prohibited transformations. Shabbaton the Inyanim Elu, and the second Shabbat, because of the repetition of Shabbat Shabbaton, Hamim learn that the first Shabbat is referring to the prohibited transformations, and the second Shabbaton is for these um, five uh, things. And again, the five are to wash, to anoint with oil, to wear leather shoes, to have marital uh, relations. Three, sorry, four things. And <clears throat> the end, hayabin karet o korban ela al akhila ushtia. But however, one is only liable for karet or a korban if he ate or drank. Aval imrahats osach on al obaal makina to makat mardut. However, if one washed or anointed with oil or Put on leather shoes or had marital relations, he receives the punishment of makat mardut, which is uh, the again uh, for transgressing transgressing something of the rabbis. Now this halacha is subject to much debate. It seems from Harambam that these isurim are asur mehat Torah; they're prohibited from the Torah. This is also the opinion of the Geonim, namely uh, the Sheil Tot and Parashat. Beracha, who wrote also that these four Inuim are Mideoraita. However, the uh, only for eating and drinking, uh, one would receive karet and would be liable for the korban. And there are other Rishonim, namely Rabbeinu Tam, that disagree and say that these Inuim are Midrabanan. However, it it seems that Harambam's opinion is that these Inuim are Mid-Oraita just from the way he um, formulates this halakha. He says, um, The same way that it is a mitzvah to um, cease from eating and drinking. And also, the same language used in the previous halakha. Um, that is the opinion of many uh, scholars of Arambam, including um, Rav Nahum Rabinovich of Ma'ala Adumim, the author of Yad Pishwita as well. Now we're going to get into something extremely interesting called Tosefet Shavita, uh, the addition of ceasing from Melacha on Yom Kippur. And I just want to make note that this Tosefet, this addition from the whole to the Kodesh on Yom Kippur, is only applicable according to Harambam on Yom Kippur. We do not have this 
Tosefet for Tosefet Shabbat or Tosefet Yom Tov or Tosefet of anything else. This only, only applies for Yom Kippur. Some uh, Chachamim apply it to Shabbat and to Yom, Yom Tov as well. However, uh, Harambam, it seems, uh, would not um, ascribe to doing that. Just as it is, one ceases from melacha on that day, both in the day and the previous night. So, uh, the fa- the fast and the ceasing from melacha starts from sunset uh, of. Uh, the ninth day of Tishri, or the start of the tenth day of Tishri. Also, must begin the deprivation from uh, the night before and obviously during the day. And one must add to the uh, day of Yom Kippur from the uh, non, from the regular days to the sanctified day of Yom Kippur at the, at the get-go and at the back end. And you shall deprive yourselves for on the ninth day in the evening. Why? So, Hamim make note that why does, it, why does the Torah tell us obviously if it's the ninth, it is obviously beginning at night because in <clears throat> so they say that the the additional uh, the addition of erev is um, where we learn that one must add a little bit mehol adakodesh. As if to say that one must begin fasting from the beginning from the even eve of the ninth, close to the tenth. So so again, just like we do it today. So we start the fast from shikiyah. Of the of of the ninth day of Tishri, v'chen be'yetziah, and so too at, at the back end. Shoheh be'inui me'at midlele ahad asar samuf asiri sheneimar me'erev ad erev shtish betu shabatichem. So too, at, again, the exit of Yom Kippur, one must stay a little bit in his deprivation, a little bit uh, from at the um, at the eve of the eleventh. Close to the tenth, as it says, that your fast must be from evening to evening, and Harambam again note does not give a specific time. He says shohe meat. He must um, deprive himself a little bit, and I myself am not sure exactly uh, the time. You can ask your local Orthodox. Uh, Rabbi for that, but Arambam says a little bit, whatever a little bit means. <clears throat> so again, Yom Kippur, uh, the fast and the provision of Yom Kippur begins from the eve uh, of the ninth, uh, as we do, as everyone knows today, as we all we all do it, uh, the eve of the ninth uh, for 24 hours um, until uh, the uh, 24 hour, 25 hours later. Chazayim. Uh, Nashim ad Shekha Shekha. 
those women who eat and drink um, until it gets dark. And they don't know that it is a mitzvah to add from the hole on the Kodesh, meaning to add and to supplement a little bit on Yom Kippur. And memachin beyadan, we do not protest them. Shelo yavau la'asot bezadon. That we don't protest their actions because in order for them not to come to do what they're doing, meaning to eat and drink um, when we add from the hole in the Kodesh. So maybe, so it seems possibly from Harambam that the Osif Mechol HaKodesh is uh, prior to Hashicha, right? Which would be from Sunset, yeah, which would be from sunset. Again, so we don't protest their actions in order for them not to come and eat and drink willfully because it's impossible for one to assign a policeman uh, in his house in order to go and caution his wives because the men would typically go to Beta Knesset at that time and the woman would, may, would, would continue eating and drinking until after and this is a famous Gemara in Aleph that we allow for these types of people to um, transgress uh, unknowingly and we in, in, in order for them not to uh, transgress uh, willfully. So, for example, because so these women that would eat and drink until hashicha uh, that don't know that it is a mitzvah to add from the hole on the kodesh, we do not protest them in order for them not to um, eat and drink willfully, thereby um, being over uh, intentionally. Because it seems that these women would eat and drink regardless if you would protest them. And when Harambam says that he's referring to anything that you know that a per- that if you tell a person and they won't listen and cause them to do something willfully, uh, it is better to leave them uh, to do it unintentionally and not to for you to inform them and for them to do it intentionally. And there is a Gemara in Yevamot Daf Samechi Amud Bet. That says, And it's echoed in Hilchot Deot that we studied, Perik Vav, that just as it is a mitzvah to tell someone something that he'll hear and he'll process and he, he will actually follow through in doing, it is, also, uh, a, it is also a mitzvah on a person not to say something that won't be heard. So it seems that um, anytime you have the opportunity to tell someone something and you know that they won't listen, even though you tell them and cause them to do their action purposefully, it is better uh, for one to leave them uh, and for them to continue doing whatever they're doing unintentionally and not to come and do it intentionally. Tomorrow we will study Perik Shani, which deals with the fast itself.